You're listening to episode 53 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena of Joanne the Life Coach Podcast Productions and the best-selling author of Widowed. Welcome back, friends. Thank you to those of you who took the time to go back to Amazon, to my book, and click on Leave a Review. If you've read Widowed and you haven't left the brief review for the book yet on Amazon, go do that. It only needs to be a sentence. Just say if the book is good, if what you got from it, if you liked it. You can say as little as you want, as much as you want, but the reviews are so important. And just make sure it's Widowed by Joanne Philomena. Apparently, there are other books that come up when searching for Widowed, and it can be confusing. You could be leaving a review on a mystery romance novel. <laughs> if you just go to joannephilomena.com, it will take you directly to Widowed on Amazon. So just put my name in, Joanne J-O-A-N-N, Philomena, F-I-L-O-M-E-N-A dot com. I'll put that in the show notes too. And that takes you directly to Widowed on Amazon. Soon, I'm hoping soon, the paperback version will be available for pre-order. I will let you guys know when. It's something I'm really looking forward to. I want to share with you about the Widow's Coaches class again this week, just kind of what we're doing and how it's going. You know, the entire focus of what I've produced over the past year with this free podcast and writing my book, Widowed, was to help other widows find meaning and purpose in their lives again. I'm a life coach, so it's natural that I would begin to focus my business of individual coaching to helping widows just that way. And I do one-on-one coaching with widows. But I found over the last year of reaching out to help that I was not reaching the number of widows who are still feeling stuck just moving through their days, going through the motions. Many widows are unable to see a future for themselves and they stay completely stuck. And, and they don't even reach out for my help. I realized that what I needed to do, I needed to find the widows who are truly dedicated to making a difference in the world through either the just by the own example of their life or by reaching out to help other widows or both even. And that's when I struck on the idea to offer the class, the widow coaches class. Because learning to coach was one of the things that helped me through this so greatly. So it was only then after I made the commitment to teaching other widows how it is that I found meaning and purpose in my life that I began to connect with the widows who were ready for this. Um, And they're awesome. We have such a powerful class on this first time through. I hope to be sharing them with you. Uh, If any of them are willing to jump on the podcast and do an interview with me, I would love for you to hear from them. I would love to hear for you to hear from the pastor who's, she's facing a big move in her life. 
I want you to hear from a widower who's now raising his two sons and wants to be able to reach out and help others who've lost their spouse. I want you to hear from a widowed mom who's already said that even if she doesn't apply the coaching she's learning as as being a coach for other widows, but she's pretty sure she's going to want to do that, she's already getting so much from the class that's helping her. And I think that's just amazing because that's really what it's all about. What each of them is going to be doing in their communities is going to be so powerful. I, I can just see it already. That's what the Widow Coaches class is all about. It's all about them. It's all about you guys. I'm going to work for all of you, still straight from my heart. I just want to so be able to accomplish their missions for them. I want to be able to celebrate them and celebrate you guys for finding passion in life again. First, understanding why you've been feeling so stuck and going through the motions and to know how to reach out and share it with other widows and community. That's what I'm doing in Widow Coaches class. If you want to do that too, and um, want to come to Widow Coaches class or just find out more about it, you can find purpose in your life and be inspiring others. So just let me know. You can drop me an email at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com that you want to find out more about Widow's Coaches and I will um, get together with you. I will be starting another class, another Widow Coaches class cycle, a new group. So um, very soon, hopefully by the end of this month, by the beginning of March. So let me know. Email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com if you want to find out more about doing the Widow Coaches class. I have been reconnecting with all of my information on emotions. And um, when we become widowed, having someone try to tell us about the five stages of grief is like a slap in the face. We know all too well that our emotions are all over the place and just can't be neatly categorized. I've talked about how these emotions actually muddy up your feeling of grief. We think in the beginning that all these emotions that we're feeling are our grief, but no, you can feel grief cleanly without confusing anger, guilt, denial, heartbreaking sadness, loneliness, shock, relief, being disoriented, unsure, bewildered, helpless, shaky, blue, lost. All these emotions are in addition to grief. The truth is all our emotions are part of the human experience. It's okay to not have good or positive emotions all the time. We tend to go through life thinking that we should be happy all the time, all the time, but it doesn't work that way. If we never experienced any of the negative emotions, we wouldn't even know the good ones existed. If you never experienced being sad, how would you even know how happy feels or appreciate it that you're feeling happy? 
So the first thing to know is that it's okay to feel bad. Everyone in your life is going to want to make you feel better, right? When initially, when, when you lose your spouse, the first thing is everybody wants to try to cheer you up because they love you. It's hard for us to see any other human being in emotional pain or struggle. But emotions cannot kill us or hurt us. We can experience them and still be fine. Maybe even be better for having had the experience of it. So how do we process these emotions? Especially when we're in a situation of having all these emotions zapping through us. You can breathe into it and lean into it. A difficult emotion becomes overwhelming when we're trying to resist it. You know, we're trying to push the yucky feeling away. Maybe we're turning to overeating or overdrinking to escape it. Some might escape feeling so down and bad by shopping or watching TV, gambling. There's any number of ways to try to just numb out on what you're feeling. My mentor, Brooke, describes emotions when you're resisting an emotion that feels awful to you. It's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. You know, like you've got a hand on top of the beach ball and you're holding it down under the water and it becomes harder and harder to keep it under the water because it keeps pushing back on your hand until it gets away from you. And when it does, it pops up in the water with like a lot of force. It splashes right back up. If you don't try to push down that beach ball and just let it be, it floats gently away from you on top of the water. What a perfect analogy that is for how emotions act. If you're trying to push down or escape the emotion, it's going to push back with equal force. So if you wake up feeling really down and sad and you're pushing it away from you, down and sad is going to be pushing back on you all day long. But if you can just breathe into it, notice how it physically feels in your body and identify it by name, it begins to just float away from you. Sometimes I don't even immediately know what the emotion is that I'm feeling. I only know that I feel bad. Maybe I notice that I'm wanting to eat something and I'm not even hungry because that's one of my ways that I have always tried to numb myself out from emotions. Now that I know this, I've got a better handle on it and I know how to process emotions. But that used to be the first trigger for me if I'm walking into the kitchen to get something to eat and I stop and go, wait, I'm not even hungry. What's going on with me? And I know that there's an emotion there. And it helps for me to acknowledge this just feels bad. Like, I don't know what it is, but this just feels bad. It feels negative. And then I can start to follow it into my body. I can notice if I'm feeling it in my throat or in my chest or in my stomach some emotions can make my arms and legs feel heavy. Depression does this. 
And really most of the sad emotions have this effect on my body. My arms and legs feel heavy. Some emotions can make my throat feel like it's closing up. Shame, embarrassment, even anger. If I'm angry, it becomes difficult to talk. It's such a physical feeling in my throat. So how does your feeling literally feel in your body? What are you feeling? Is it in your eyes? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Once you start to find the feeling, you can ask yourself questions about it. You know, like, is it a hot feeling or a cold feeling? Does it have a temperature to it? What color would this emotion be? Very soon, you'll recognize it and be able to name it. And by then, the emotion is gently floating away from you. That's how you can experience it fully. Lean right into it. You won't die. You're not physically harmed by it. You can handle it. There's no emotion that you can't handle this way. And when you've mastered an emotion this way, you understand just how in control you are. And you're no longer going to fear the feeling. It's part of being human. Half of what we feel in our lifetime is going to be uncomfortable and negative. It's how we get to the positive, amazing emotions. It's also helpful to try and understand where the emotion is coming from. It's not coming from anything outside of you. Our feelings actually come from the thoughts playing in our brain. Our brain plays a sentence like, I'm all alone without him and it's awful. And that sentence vibrates down into your body as a feeling like loneliness or sadness or fear. If you ask yourself instead, how can I adjust to being alone now? How can I adjust to being alone? It's going to vibrate very differently down into your body. It might feel like curiosity. It might even feel like hope. Here's the hard realization, but it's also the most powerful and fantastic realization. You do not feel horrible because your spouse passed away. You feel horrible because of the thoughts that are really just sentences that your brain is playing for you. And you can choose to think those thoughts and choose to feel sad. That's okay. Truly it is. Cripes, your spouse died. I certainly chose sadness. But when you need to be able to face your day, sadness is not always going to be the best choice for you. Wait, what? Yeah, you get to choose. I told you, besides being a hard realization, it's also powerful and fantastic. It is as if there's a vending machine of emotions right next to you at all times. And you can look into the machine and see choices. Choices down one side might be sadness, fear, anger, loneliness, shame. Down the other side, you see happy, loved, motivated, able, committed, strong, 
wonderful, encouraged, on and on. Just think of all the possible options. Okay, cool. So how do you get one from the vending machine and try it on? You need to enter the associated sentence in your head. You might think, today I'm going to get all my papers in order. I won't get distracted. And boom, the vending machine dispenses determination and focus for you. Whoa! Step right into it and see how it feels. Determination. You stand up a little straighter. You hold your head a little higher. You feel powerful and focused now. Nothing is going to pull you away from your task. Maybe you even lean forward slightly when you walk and begin your day. Yeah, it works every time. Every time you put the right sentence into the vending machine, it's going to dispense the associated emotion for you. Your physical body posture changes to match the emotion. Tony Robbins calls this getting into state. It's one of my favorite things about him. Tony Robbins, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to me long enough, <laughs> Tony Robbins is like, um, I think he's been called the grandfather of life coaching, or at least the father of life coaching. Okay, I'll give the guy a break. No way he's the grandfather yet. <laughs> we'll call him the father of life coaching. He has terrific events that he does, and he starts his events with loud, upbeat music, with upbeat lyrics, right? And he comes out and he gets everyone dancing, jumping up and down, waving their arms in the air. It's wild. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's getting the entire audience in state. They're going to be totally upbeat and ready to take on the day with him. It sounds hokey, but it is spot on. You cannot put on upbeat music dance and wave your arms up in the air without feeling a lift in your spirit. Seriously, try it. When you're sad, you're going to hunch over, maybe look down, causing your head to lean downward. It's the physicality of sadness and depression. If you start to change your body, Lift your head up, lift your chest up, drop your shoulders down into relaxation. It's going to start to change your state. So, you're putting thoughts into the emotional vending machine. And they're just sentences in your brain. We often mistake them as facts. Right? You think something in your head and you think, this is what it is in my world. It's fact. But it's not. It's the sentence your brain has chosen to play for you. Facts don't have adjectives or judgments. Facts are just neutral. Think of the old Dragnet show. Anyone besides me old enough to remember Joe Friday? My dad used to watch Dragnet. That's why I remember it so well. He was a detective and he used to say, just the facts, ma'am. Because his witness keeps interjecting her own thoughts about what she saw, right? She's telling Joe Friday, I saw a sneaky looking guy going into the store. And Joe says, just the facts, ma'am. And she says, okay, well, 
I saw a guy with a slight build looking to each side before he went in the store. Boom, neutral, no judgment, just the facts. And you can choose to focus on whatever random thought your brain is playing. Or just let it run away with playing thoughts so fast you're not really noticing all the input. We do that a lot. Brooke Castillo describes that like your brain is a child running with scissors because you don't know where it's going to go or how it's going to cut you with all the sentences that's been programmed in there that it just plays. You can choose. You can stop and notice what your brain just said. You can write it down. It's just a sentence. And then you can ask yourself, is this really true? Do I absolutely know this is true? Thank you to Byron Katie for those questions. You're asking yourself, is this a fact? What's the fact that triggered me to think this sentence? Separate out the true facts from the thought. Remember, the facts are just facts. You could prove them in a court of law. If you're thinking, I have no future anymore without my husband. That's just a thought. That's just the sentence your head is playing. The fact is your, your spouse passed away. Absolutely. That is the bare fact. But if you're thinking that thought about it, you're going to feel horrible about it. Are there wonderful thoughts about your sentence, Pat, about your spouse passing away? Well, there's no rainbows, not often. But you could find thoughts that are a little more neutral about that. You can find thoughts about your future that are way more positive. Once you separate out what is the true fact from the sentence that your brain plays, then you get to decide if that's a usable thought, one that works for you. Or if you'd like to pop a little something different into the emotional vending machine. Never fear feeling an emotion. Know that you can lean into it instead of trying to push it under. If you push it under the water, you're going to have a hand on it constantly trying to keep it under and it's going to hang on right next to you all day long with you pushing down on it and it's pushing back at you. Instead, let it back up from under the water by noticing exactly how it feels in your body. Is it warm, cold, hot? Is it red, blue, purple, yellow? What is it? Name the emotion. Understand why you feel it. It will begin to move away and you can stand up a little taller and breathe in easier and know that you're fine with it. That's how you process emotion. I'm so glad that you came back to listen today and I hope something in this talk about processing emotions and all the various emotions that come at us as widows, I hope some of this helps you, that you find some truth in it for yourself, that you can take this wild idea of there being an emotional vending machine next to you and you get to pick because it's truth. 
It's amazingly powerful truth. You can face your day feeling however you want to choose to face your day. If you want to learn more about the Widow Coaches class and get in on the next class cycle, be sure to drop me a note at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. That's my email address. I would look forward to talking to you, see if you're a good fit for the next class. I'm excited to do this. This is one of the best things, and I can't wait to share some of these coaches I'm working with right now with you. So get out there, enjoy your day, and look for the joy in your life. Find that option on your vending machine. I'll talk to you next week.